ask, you know, search your heart. Ask the Lord to search your heart. What is something that you could share with your brothers and sisters that would not only glorify our God, but you know our testimonies have a way of encouraging and equipping each other. Last week I told a story and, uh, and at the end of telling that story I said we all don't get the miracle at the end. And sat down with uh, Miss Wanda, who's been visiting our church, her and her husband this week, and she said, you know, that story spoke to me because she had a sister that she prayed for, and she didn't get the miracle at the end of it. Our stories, our testimonies can encourage one another, can help one another. And so I'm just going to give you all some time here this morning just to prayerfully consider what you might share with us. Lord God, we come to you right now and 
We just pray that you'd be with us, Lord, that you would draw our hearts, Lord, not to all the things that we can say, but maybe that one thing that we can say. Of course, we're thankful for our family, for our friends, for our salvation. Maybe there's one particular way in which you've worked in our lives this last, recently, Lord, last year, last few years even. Some way that you've been shaping us and forming us. Some awesome thing you did in our lives. Maybe some subtle way that it took us some time to see. Like that, uh, that mustard seed that was buried and we're just now beginning to see it burst forth through the earth. I pray, Lord, and I ask that you would be with us today. My prayer is that our testimonies of you will, look, will work like the testimonies that we have in Scripture. They will be filled with your Spirit, led by your Spirit, and that they would be profitable for us to know more of you, and that they will bring you great glory, you to whom all honor and glory is due. I pray these things in the mighty, resurrected name of Jesus. Amen. Psalm 111. Praise ye the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. I will do this wholeheartedly, the psalmist says. And I will not do it privately. It will be public. In the assembly of the upright and in the congregation, the Hebrew root word from which we find congregation, the Hebrew root is in a company of witnesses where other people can see, other people can know. Verses 2 through 6 begin proclaiming the Lord's works. This is a general statement, but in the life of Israel, most often whenever they talk about the works of the Lord, they're talking not only about His created works, but they're talking about His redemptive works through the Exodus. The works of the Lord are great, sought out of all them that have pleasure therein. His work is honorable and glorious, and His righteousness endureth forever. He hath made His wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He has made it so His works are to be remembered. And that's not only that you remember them, but that is that we memorialize them that we make them remembered. And how do we do that? But by sharing them, celebrating. He hath given meat unto them that fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. He hath shown his people the power of his works 
that he may give them the heritage of the heathen. The Old Testament thought process was they got the land. They got the land of the nations that had already previously inhabited that land. As Jesus comes in, he says, we don't want the land, we want the people. And we don't want the people for slaves. We want the people as our brothers and sisters. And so when we see the heritage of the the inheritance of the heathen, we can think about that in light of Jesus, the Messiah. He does not come to steal land or to enslave those others. He comes to invite everyone into his kingdom. Invite people around his table. Verses 7 through 10 now focus on his commandments in light of his works. If his works are good, they're great, they're righteous, they're upright, they're straight, they're sure. If his works are done out of grace and compassion, if his works stand, they endure, then his commands are not a threat to us. His commands are an invitation to us. They show us the way of truth and righteousness. They show us the things that are, that, that are lasting. Think about what Jesus says. Don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth, but treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not corrupt and where thieves do not break in to steal them. The works of his hands are verity, truth, judgment, justice. All his commandments are sure. They stand fast forever and are done in truth and uprightness. He sent redemption unto his people. He hath commanded his covenant forever. Holy and revered is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endures forever. We celebrate the Lord's works. And in celebrating the Lord's works, we become like the one who we worship. And we live out in much the same way. But we will not live out looking like Jesus, acting like Jesus, filled with the Spirit if we fail to remember. And so today we invite everybody amongst the assembly of the upright and in a congregation of witnesses to share your stories, your testimonies about how the Lord has worked in your life. And as I pray, maybe it's some way that the Lord is shaping you, informing you, and you see it at work. Maybe it is some awesome thing that the Lord has done. Maybe you're just now starting to discover this mustard seed that he's planted and he's cultivated and it's starting to bear fruit, starting to show a little bit of life.
What say you? As we give testimony, I'm going to invite you. You can stand right where you're at. You don't have to come up here up front in front of everybody. But you can stand right where you're at. We won't even put a microphone up to your mouth. Just stand and offer a good word of our Lord's mercy. With that, I'm going to invite you. Who shall go first? Yes, ma'am, Miss Wanda. If y'all do not know, this is Miss Wanda, and this is her husband, uh, Nicholas. Their last name is Damion. Uh, it looks like Damien, but it's Damion. Uh, they have... Uh, been attending our church for about a month now, and um, we welcome you. We thank you that you're here, and thank you that you're willing to share a testimony.
so much for that testimony, Miss Wanda. He's patient with us. Let's write down some of these things that we can glean from it. The Lord is patient. When we can't speak to Him, He's patient with us. They're on.
turned my life to the worst parent anybody could ever have. Mm. And it drives to the future. Mm. And the fourth day in the morning, he was just as obstinate about the whole thing. And he said, We haven't even met your caseworker yet. Well, I'm supposed to meet him. We had a 10 minute meeting. And we ended up talking for four hours. Hmm. And after noon, he called me the caseworker. And he said, I think I'm going to stay and do this. And he stayed. And he did the hard work. And he's still doing the hard work. I looked up the statistic on my phone before I got up here. 250 people a day in our nation, in the United States, die from substance abuse overdose. 250 a day. Opioids, fentanyl. I'm not even talking about alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I learned from Dr. Boone, 85% of the world can drink alcohol with no problem. The other 15%, the minute it touches their lips, it's an addict, mm-hmm. it's a sinner, they won't let go. It's an addict. Let's go. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that my son, as he's walking the life of sobriety, Thank you, Brother Ron. The Lord is patient. The Lord is deliverer. Do we have any others that want to share this morning? Yes, Miss Angie.
<laughs> yeah. That understanding the science behind addiction and substance abuse. And it's not a moral issue. Mm. You know, even greed food is not a moral issue. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And the house that built me, 
is complex because it's not a formula thank you any others this morning the Lord is good You know, the fact of the matter is, is we're thankful for these testimonies that have been shared this morning. The only thing that you could, here's what I want to warn against. We have a lot of these testimony services where people get with me afterwards and they're like, I wanted to say something, but I didn't. If the spirit is moving you, you're free. But don't let the enemy accuse you this morning. Don't do something because you think you should. If the Spirit's moving you, you're free to speak at this time. But do not listen to the accusation of the enemy that says, well, you should have said something. People have spoken here. And sometimes we are in the business to give. And sometimes we are in the business to receive. And so there is no judgment there's no condemnation, there's no shame that you're going to get from this pastor or we're going to give to one another for not standing up and saying something today. And don't let the enemy speak that condemning word to you. Because the enemy will do that and steal the joy of the testimonies that you got to receive from. So whenever I give another ask for anybody I'm not going, we have only had three, there needs to be more. Sometimes, that's just what the Spirit ordered. As your pastor, I will simply say, 
I am thankful to serve Friendswood Baptist Church. I'm thankful for the way Friendswood Baptist Church serves and loves and cares and supports me and my family. I told our deacons the other night we have a monthly meeting and um, I said there are some not some, there's a lot of pastors that whenever they have to have their deacon meetings, you can feel size because it's going to be like a war room or something. (laughs) And the Lord has really blessed us with some godly, mature, brilliant, and wise men And who are striving for unity, not seeking strife and contention and disruption for the sake of disruption. And I think about that with our, from our deacons, but I see that throughout our congregation as well. March of 2020, and um, they're still faithful to our church, just not not uh, able at this time to attend. And I think about the people who do the little service around here. Brother Michael Hiram's. Uh, we were joking through a text this morning, and he. Uh, runs our computer every week, most every week. He and Brother Will are always here to, to do our audio and our visual. And, um, and I can tell you, and Brother Mitch knows this, and the praise team will know this, um, that is an invaluable service. Those words don't just appear on that wall, right? I think about our praise team who dedicate and devote themselves to excellence. They rehearse every week. Brother Mitch will send out worship tracks so that they know their parts. Then they will get together and they will rehearse. Um, They do a band rehearsal on Tuesday night and a vocal rehearsal on Wednesday night. They are dedicated to the task and what they're doing is they're not just getting up here to sing. They're getting up here to lead our congregation in worship. And they are led by Brother Mitch, who does a wonderful job. I'm thankful that we have individuals in our church, like my sister. She's not alone. She's an example, but they walk with people in discipleship. When we talk about Friends of Baptist Church being a church where we are disciples who are set out to make disciples, we do not believe discipleship is merely a program. 
We, discipleship groups are a thing, but that's not the thing, the way in which we disciple people. Because discipleship is not a program. Discipleship is a way of life. We have people in our church who walk with people individually in discipleship. They mutually walk in discipleship with other brothers and sisters. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the heritage that we have of faith, of grace, and unity. One of the things that my dad didn't get everything right. Sorry, Mom. Um, And that's only because he's human. I don't get everything right. But the thing that I know about Friendswood Baptist Church that I could always look back at was Friendswood Baptist Church, from my perspective, was always a very warm, welcoming place no matter what. We had people who came in who were full of class and full of money and full, fully you know, unique in that. And we had people who come in who didn't have two pennies to rub together. And our church welcomed both and loved both. We had young mothers who had babies out of wedlock and our church loved well. Had young men deal with substance abuse, sometimes freely just living into it, sometimes with that back and forth struggle and every time they show up, I don't see our church saying, nope, not this time. of people in our church opening up their arms and their hearts and saying, we're glad you're back at it again. I'm thankful for our church. The last thing I want to say this morning is this. I'm thankful for my wife, who I would say is tougher than the rest. John Mark McMillan talks about this. Um, there's something to be said. There's that 80s song uh, about being tougher than the rest. I forget who sings it. Some of y'all who were children of the 80s will know it more than me. But my wife is tough. And what I mean by that is she is uh, she doesn't give up on things. She doesn't give up on me whenever I'm a wily jerk. Y'all get to see the best moments of me most often. And she gets to see the absolute worst parts of me. And she doesn't give up on me. Uh, My wife um, does not give up on our Lord or on her faith whenever she doesn't Uh, whenever things aren't going the way that she wants them to go or she feels fully 
my wife doesn't give up on our boys, and she should, because they are terrible. I kid. Sort of. She's tough. And whenever I was thinking about it this morning, I thought she's tougher than the rest. And I'm thankful for her. And this morning, I'm thankful for our Lord. I'm thankful that he didn't give us a formula, but he gave us a way. And the way is the way of the cross. And while I get very, very frustrated with people who spout some sort of ideal that if you do X, y, and Z, X and Y, you'll always get Z. And people who, in the name of the Lord, not only promote formulas, but they uh, also forsake the way of the cross. I am so thankful that the Lord has shown me that what Jesus came to reveal to us is the way of the cross. It's forgiveness when we've been offended and hurt. When we've been stabbed in the back. It is patience when people are taking advantage of us. It is hospitality when people don't look like us or act like us. It's generosity when you and I don't feel like we have enough and we feel that they might be taking advantage of us. It is meekness in a world that wants us to walk around boasting and bragging and inflicting our power and our control upon others. It is meekness. Jesus has shown us the way of the cross and I'm thankful for that. My prayer is that we who look to this God who is patient, this God who delivers, this God who deals in complexities and not simple formulas, that you and I will look more like him. That we will be people of patience. People out to rescue. People who, because we know the complexities of this life, we can be filled with grace and compassion as well. And with that, my brothers and my sisters, I say, thanks be to God. I'm going to ask if, uh, Brother Mitch, will you go get our children? We're going to spend a moment together around the table now. Feasting on our Thanksgiving meal. I have two of these in my hand because my middle son said, Dad, look, I got two of them. And I said, son, you're only supposed to get one of them. And he said, oh, man. Um, I will partake of one. If you peel back the top layer, it reveals a most delicious wafer. 
what I would have us to think about this wafer that is not good. It is bitter. It is styrofoamy. It does not have a good taste. This wafer represents Jesus's body that was broken for, for us. And I can tell you this this morning as we take this in gratitude and thanks for the Lord giving his body. I want us to remember this. The people who did it to Jesus were not acting faithfully, hopefully. They were acting bitterly, resentfully. They hated our Lord. They were naive in their hatred, so don't get me wrong. But they hated him and they acted in bitterness. And it's because he endured the bitterness without becoming bitter himself. Because he endured their resentment without resenting them. Because he endured their hatred without hating them. Rather, he said, Father, forgive them. Rather, he said, this is my blood shed for them. Because he endured the bitterness without becoming bitter, we are reminded through eating this bitter wafer to endure. To endure the onslaught of the world without becoming like the world. Lord, we thank you that your son endured bitterness without becoming bitter, resentfulness without becoming resentful, hatred without becoming hatred. Lord, your son is love and forgiveness and grace. We have received his love. We have received his forgiveness. We have received the Spirit, we receive this congregation, we receive these testimonies, Lord, we receive your goodness, and we receive all that you've given to us with great thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. There is wine that stings like an adder. And then there's the blood that is poured out for you and I to be washed and to be renewed. May we, who have been washed by the blood of the Lamb, continue each and every day to receive the gift of his life-saving blood. Thank you, Lord. While Psalm 111 testifies of the great works of the Lord and the great commands of the Lord, Psalm 112 accompanies Psalm 111. Both of these psalms begin with hallelujah. 
Praise ye the Lord. There you go. She gets it. They are both acrostics. They both, each line of these, both of these psalms begins with a, uh, the first, uh, or a letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And it goes through the Hebrew alphabet. Aleph, bet. Y'all keep going. Y'all don't know? Okay. Um, we miss some of that beauty in the English. But what Psalm 111 does in praising the Lord, Psalm 111 commends the godly man, the godly person, the one who does obey the Lord, who does fear the Lord and discover wisdom. And so this morning I'm going to close us before we sing by reading this psalm because we who praise the Lord do not merely praise His name, we want to live His way. And Psalm 112 is a reminder as we go from this place that we will live patient deliverance, full of complexity and grace and compassion. Psalm 112 reads, Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. Not that you and I wear, but that we offer to our Lord Jesus. Ooh, sorry. Some things excite me. Unto the upright there ariseth a light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. This is describing how you and I are to be. Gracious, full of compassion, righteous. A good man shows favor. A good man lends and will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. Let's talk about those great halls of faith, not only in Hebrews 11, but in Friendswood Baptist Church, the GR Wits. And even the Joyce Wits. GR got heralded and lauded, and I love Miss Joyce, but if you know Miss Joyce, she was, she was one of those curt people. She would tell you exactly what was on her mind. And if you have ever... Uh, I had a conversation with her. Sometimes you would go, does she love me or does she not? But she also was one of the most generous people. And sincerely loyal people. Well, y'all stop crying. Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. He shall not be afraid of evil, evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established and he shall not be afraid until he see his desire upon his enemies. For us, our desire for our enemies is, Father, forgive them. 
He hath dispersed, he hath given to the poor, and his righteousness endureth forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. The wicked, excuse me, is that grape juice kicking in? The wicked shall see it and be grieved. The wicked shall gnash with his teeth and melt away. The desire, the longings of the wicked. The things they work for, hope for, strive for, they shall perish. My brothers and my sisters, we celebrate the Lord. We praise His name. And we go from this place to look like the Lord. To follow after His Son Jesus, His example, His way of life. And to be filled with the Spirit. And to walk in newness of life. May the Lord bless you as you go. Brother Mitch.